and welcome back to the Jones Chronicles. I'm your host, Christina. We are doing a double dose this week. This is one of two episodes to be dropping today. We're going to have loose wraps with Shy and Mimi this, uh, this evening. And this podcast is going to be about ancient civilizations. Mimi tasked me with uh, doing some research. <laughs> Because she sent me a video via Instagram about the Otis civilization and how it was out of Africa and it was regarding black people. And I hate to say it, Mimi, but that video was full of the caca. <clears throat> Bullshit. Which is probably why she gave me the information because she stated below, you like looking into this shit <laughs> but even as she passed me that information to look into i have listed sources below something these videos have a tendency not to do and anytime you don't see that know that you may need to look into the matter further uh, and even if I'm looking into the matter with the sources that I'm looking at, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have any additional information to garner to make your own decisions about what is presented to you as truth and factual. This is a very uh, lost art, I feel, <laughs> in the society we live in. Because, as Shai said on another Jones Chronicles, people like to be told what to do instead of searching for the answers. That's no shade, necessarily. It's just a practicality of humanity. However, we are, at least in my mind, I want to empower more... more uh, inquirers than than followers so even me someone that you are asking to task with looking into something for you am not uh infallible to my own mistakes or that the information can't change or more information is garnered that's the thing about history I think some people miss is that you only know as much as you know by what is discovered at the time it's discovered. Sometimes people change the history books. Sometimes they don't. In America, they really don't. They really, really don't. They don't want the public to be in informed. It's not the goal. The goal is certainly to keep the public as uninformed as humanly possible there's liter literal crusades against this right now in certain states to make sure certain books are banned from ever being shown or available to children to get more of an idea so that they can decide for themselves because that's what knowledge is Everyone's going to present an argument, but it is up to you to decide what argument you want to support. If you're looking into it thoroughly, then most of us have a tendency to go with the majority. But I do feel as if nowadays 
because my daughter argues with me <laughs> a lot and she likes to support the lesser percent just because it's there that's the new argument well you can't say a hundred percent no we can but you've been wrong before so now that's the argument everyone's willing to die on their cross <laughs> instead of me in the middle and that's unfortunate and hopefully we're just working through I feel like evolution is always working through things though. Eventually something horrible is going to happen. That's going to force us to stop being so moronic, but that is neither here nor there. So I got a little philosophical. I decided after reviewing that video to do a bit of an in-depth and uh, sourced <laughs> review into ancient civilizations. Because even I myself made the assumption truly that China was one of the earliest civilizations out there. However, I do uh, forget very often <laughs> that there were multiple civilizations that existed at the same time as China. All of those civilizations just aren't still around. And then one is still around, but it's so, it, it, for me, I don't consider it as, uh, as much as the oldest civilization in my mind, because with China, I felt it, the, the, the Republic itself, I mean, it broke and came back together and broke and came back together, but I'm thinking about, uh, colonization and I feel like. China was one of the oldest countries that avoided colonization. Unless you're talking about the Mongols. But still, even then, you had the Roman Empire taking or colonizing Egypt. And that always, that, that's why I make a differentiating factor there in my, my, um, how I clarify what is the oldest ancient civilization to me. But when you're looking at straight facts, Egypt would be considered as old as the China civilization, but there were others that were the oldest civilizations. And then there were the oldest civilizations in Africa itself. Cause every, um, every continent has a starting point as well. So I think those histories or those um, comparisons can get rather convoluted. I think a lot of people are taking the migration out of Africa to then say, well, then everything came, Africans, I should say, than uh dominated and, and that's not necessarily true because africans don't mean only people of dark <laughs> brown skin and that's something that is very because western society likes to paintbrush everyone but even when you go to africa there are many nationalities in africa that do not consider themselves a part of someone else's history. And 
for us to simply put you all in one category is backwards. And now we get these videos where we have, you know, uh, black Americans are looking for African validation of superiority, if we're being honest. Um, but getting it from, you know, just because it was a group that may have associated with Africa at the same point doesn't mean those are your ancestors. Get a fucking uh, ancestry.com kit. Trace who you go back to, Africans, because that's where it starts, right? If you really want to know where you come from, you really want to learn, the first step is to find out what is your truth. And then look into that because Africa has a rich history and it's, we don't have the same story. We just don't. (laughs) We are just as complicated, just as, uh, you know, racially segregated as the colonials were. We just don't talk about that because one, we're ignorant of it. And two, solidarity sounds 10 times better than uh the idea that there is a divide but there is shit i just learned about the blue vein society i was like get the fuck out of here which informs me a lot about why a lot of dark africans have some issues with their biracial or even light-skinned but they're passing down a cultural generational feeling uh to people that were not and did not have anything to do with that part of yeah it's 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 complicated as the story of humanity and humans and societies <laughs> every single last one are and it's usually somewhere in the gray uh, and no one no one is happy in the gray so enough uh pre-gaming what we're gonna discuss here as a state i will be uh I will be quoting several sources listed below. Uh, And the first thing we're going to talk about is what were the oldest civilizations that were around? Because countless civilizations have risen and fallen over the millennia. But the oldest one of record is something that can be disputed. But we do have a good indication of not really disputed but you know what I mean um have the same contending title for there we go Uh, about 30 years ago this question seemed to have a straightforward answer around 4000 BC the earliest phase of the Sumerian culture arose as the oldest civilization in the Mesopotamia region and what is now mostly Iraq the Sumerians are named after the ancient city of Sumer which was a few miles south of the modern city of Kut or Kut in eastern Iraq. Archaeologists call the earliest Sumerian phase the Uruk period, after the equally ancient city of Uruk, about 50 miles or 80 kilometers to the southwest, where many of the oldest Sumerian artifacts were found. But evidence, evidence, Uncovered in the past few decades indicates that the Sumerians have a few contenders, including ancient Egypt for the title of oldest civilization. They put that in quotation marks because that is the thing. We are dealing with carbon dating. 
but these are the most logical conclusions based on the scientific evidence. Can't use <laughs> the quotations as to say, well, it didn't exist. It's made up, which is somehow what some people associate with that. And it's like, no, no, no. That means you're ignoring all the evidence in favor of uh, what is in all fairness, a specialist field that you are not a specialist in. I say this only because there are some people that literally threw up that argument as I was listening to a few uh, reactors, all of them, unfortunately, my black sisters and brothers, um, that that uh, when they were discussing the history of the world and uh some of the things the commentary i was like okay mm -hmm, it sounds very equivalent to yeah but i'm telling you my mama and my daddy and my daddy and my sister and my cousin and my cousin before then three generations back said that queen Plat queen cleopatra <laughs> was black by the way we will be skipping the egyptian empire because i feel as if there's enough out there kind of a little bit of an indoctrination if i'm being honest uh, and I think it has everything to do with being and connected to the Western part of the empire that it's massaged overly so as one of the earliest civilizations. But there were plenty of others like the Maya civilization from 2600 BCE to 900 CE. The Maya civilization was largely made up of the indigenous people of Central America and Mexico. Their hunter-gatherer lifestyle can be tracked or traced back to 7,000 BCE, but the first permanent villages were built around 2600 BCE. It is around this time that the earliest developments in agriculture occurred. At their height, their population exceeded 19 million people. They built extravagant structures, temples, and pyramids, some grander than those in Egypt. The religion is not fully understood, but the Maya people believed in a heaven and an underworld known as Zialba. They frequently performed human sacrifices as offerings to their gods, but since they believed spirits simply moved on to the next world, there was nothing malicious about the ritualistic act. They were also expert record keepers and astrologists who were able to record lunar and solar cycles and the movement of the planets. Today, they are perhaps most known for their calendar, which marked December 21st of 2012 as the end of time or when social media came into existence. I don't know. I'm just actually making that shit up right there. Their own demise came long before that. However, historians remain puzzled as to how such an advanced civilization could suddenly collapse regardless descendants of the maya people still live in parts of central america and while i said we weren't going to talk about the egyptians know that there is a thing between the egyptians and the ancient egyptian empire they are actually i would say in my humble opinion separate and here is why the ancient Egyptian civilization was established when King Menes, the first pharaoh, unified Upper and Lower Egypt in 3150 BCE. For the most part, its people gathered along the banks of the Nile River. They are also 
uh, responsible for some of the greatest structures ever built, including the Great Pyramid of Giza, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. The ancient Egyptians could be defined as a civilization of first, quote unquote. They made huge advancements in math and were pioneers of medical science. They were the first people to use waterways as trade routes and to make tools from the bronze, from the bronze. You know what I mean? They are also credited with developing the first phonetic alphabet, which was widely used to the uh, invention of Papyrus Papyrus paper, which in turn led to the development of the first postal system. Believe it or not, they were also the first peoples to use toothpaste and wear rigs. However, because of numerous invasions and wars, their ancient culture was slowly replaced over time. So when people say Egyptians were the oldest civilization, that is not particularly, in my opinion, accurate because they came from or their culture was taken over and replaced by another and then taken over by a Greek. So it's that continuous cycle after that era, which is why I, I see the differential. You don't have to agree with me, though, and I understand why one would, of course, make the argument. Let's go to the Indus River Valley Civilization from circa three uh 3300 bce to 1900 bce we're getting a little older here right because ancient civilization for the egyptians was 3150 so now we officially can be like nope there's someone before you extending from modern day afghanistan and pakistan to northwest india the indus valley river civilization covered 1.25 million kilometers making it the most widespread civilization of the ancient world. The earliest people gathered around the basin of the Indus River, establishing farming settlements. 3300 BCE is when historians generally clock the first signs of urbanization. By 2500 BCE, the Indus, Indus Valley civilization was thriving, its people living in dozens of highly developed and spacious urban centers. There's evidence uh, that houses had individual bathrooms that led to a sophisticated underground sewage system. I think this is the civilization that also figured out how to have under uh, heating <laughs> as they walked through. Yeah, these some of these uh, civilizations back there figured out so much shit. And then we lost all that knowledge because we kept killing everyone <laughs> who would have it. It's our propensity for violence that stopped our advancement in technology uh, 3,500 years ago. The local people had a writing system. They were also great mathematicians. But what is more astounding is that archaeologists have found no traces of warfare or mass violence. It's estimated that they lived without armor or weapons for more than 700 years. You know you really need to come clean. Let me do my thing. Don't you even try to intervene. I will endanger your species like an ostrich. Hold you hostage and crazy feed you swine sausage. Ha! Instead, they were peaceful people who traded amicably with neighboring civilizations. 
you know they just were happy to be alive it is perhaps this is interest in war that led to their downfall at the hands of central asian invaders other historians however claim their end was due to a great flood that very much the last part seems biblical and the other part seems more realistic in my opinion (laughs) you're a place that is not prepared for the viciousness of society even though you build that utopia and that's the sad thing right even where when we had that time of utopia it has passed everyone's like well we can rebuild it unfortunately even if you could there's the idea the corruption the seed for the uh the territorial things that we do because we are still primordial primordial beings Let's go to Mesopotamia from 3500 BCE going even further back, which most people believe is one of the oldest civilizations is actually Mesopotamia, um, along with China. I I, I don't remember China, so that's next. So we're going to see if I'm proven wrong. I think I might have been. (laughs) Even whatever uh, rationalization I make for my argument, again, I would never be like, yeah facts don't don't uh don't trump you for a long time scholars believe that mesopotamia was the first civilization located between the tigris and euphrates river or tigris it's named between meso rivers and potania uh between rivers is mesopotamia today the region encompasses iraq kuwait turkey and syria you notice these are the same places that still uh have a heavy (laughs) um conflict with each other for thousands of years the early people lived in small settlements which eventually transformed into a scattering of farming communities around 8000 bce built on fertile land the idea of agriculture soon developed alongside the domestication of animals these communities expanded into what we consider cities Yurik being the first one around 3500 BCE. At its height, it was home to approximately 50,000 people. In addition to agriculture, Mesopotamia is known for its lucrative trade and the establishment of various industries, including masonry, metalwork, and leatherwork. Historians even consider its people responsible for the invention of the wheel. However, the region was seized by the Persians around 539 BCE. By the time Alexander the Great conquered the Persian Empire, uh, some 200 years later, most of the Mesopotamian cities and culture had been supplanted. Uh, Ji'au. I may be saying that completely wrong, but it's circa 7,000 BCE to 5,700 BCE. And here is where, okay, I think I might have been proven right. No. No, I think, I think, I think, I think I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I am wrong. There is one that trumps that. And I think there is one that is in the middle that Mimi wanted me to find. And we will discuss that one next. Uh, here we go. This is the, the Jiahu settlement is located in the central plain of ancient China in the area known today as the Henan province. The people of the settlement belong to the country's oldest recognized civilization. The area is rich in artifacts, making it an archaeologist's dream. 
In addition to the usual ancient fields, such as pottery and tools, people have uncovered records of the earliest examples of Chinese writing and proof that they were producers of the world's Otis wine. One of the most remarkable discoveries was the bone flute, which is considered the Otis working musical instrument. Typically carved from the wing bone of a crane, these flutes were most likely used in special ceremonies. The settlement's end came around 5700 BCE when the nearby rivers overflowed and flooded the area. It is assumed the Jiao people left their home to settle elsewhere, even though there is no indication as to where that might have been. Most likely integrated into other cultures as assimilation tends to be. But uh, here we go. That was number two. But as I stated, I was wrong. There is a civilization much older and it is not where you thought it would be. It's the indigenous peoples of Australia, circa 50,000 BCE. The indigenous peoples of Australia were the inhabitants of mainland Australia and its islands before the arrival of European colonizers. It is generally believed that they originally came from the Southeast Asia, from Southeast Asia during a time when sea levels were low and land bridges were more extensive. Research indicates that they are the oldest civilization on earth. The earliest human remains can be traced back approximately 50,000 years. However, however, inconclusive data suggests that they might have been around as far back as 80,000 years ago. (laughs) Australia's indigenous peoples were hunter-gatherers, and even though they were nomadic, they had strong ties to specific areas of land they might have considered home. Once the Europeans arrived, they occupied the entire continent and spoke more than 200 different languages. Since then, they have endured immense uh, persecution and have experienced the erasure of much of their culture and traditions. So there you go. Now, if you want to cut hairs and split corners and decide, you know, while it may have been the earliest civilization, did it contribute to other civilizations? There's a lot one could make inferences in when judging this list but the time frames are there for for some pretty conclusive (laughs) you know uh whatever your loose term is uh, we do have scientific evidence for the support of each of these time frames that are given now the video mimi sent me on was about the natufians which the the videographer or the and you gotta watch out for those ones that don't have like real people in it (laughs) i was talking about this some weeks ago on another jones chronicles is there's a lot of shady shit out there on the internet that comes off as truth and it's not and as much as we would love to and i would love to blame them it's not their responsibility to fact check it's (laughs) (laughs) that that falls into our our realm of responsibility but their presumption was the natufian culture was the oldest civilization in the world which uh it's not and that it was africans which is not 
correct as well. So the Natufian culture is from 12,500 to 9,500 BC. Uh, I'm going to guess that's BCE, but it does not clarify. It does say the Natufian culture refers to most hunter-gatherers who lived in the modern-day Israel, Jordan, Lebanon, and Syria approximately 11,500 to 15,000 years ago. They were among the first people to build permanent houses and cultivate edible plants. The advancements they achieved are believed to have been crucial to the development of agriculture during the time periods that followed them. According to Encyclopedia Britannica, (laughs) the Natufian culture is a Mesolithic culture of Palestine and southern Syria dating from about 9000 BC. Mainly hunters, the Natufians supplemented their diet by gathering wild grain. They likely did not cultivate it. They had sickles and flint blades set in straight bone handles for harvesting grain and stone mortars and pestles for grinding it. Some groups lived in caves, others occupied incipient villages. They buried their dead with their personal ornaments in cemeteries. They carved bone and stone artwork and have been found. Uh, that artwork has been found and placed in museums that you can uh, go see, like the Natural History Museum, <laughs> which actually was pretty amazing. They had an American co- section and I, I thought it was hilarious. Only like other immigrant countries went in there no americans you just looked like yeah fuck that (laughs) we don't even care what you got over here (laughs) but um i just if you want to get more into that culture you can but the the um the idea that everyone who's dark-skinned is african is an insult okay it's a fucking insult yes we all came from africa all right there's no debate on that shit i don't care how much you want to debate that shit uh you know we that's another thing because i get into this argument all the time are you saying we came from monkeys bitch you know i didn't say we came from monkeys monkeys are our dna cousins no they stop saying monkeys when i clearly said we're descended from apes but actually truly the right way to say that, and I recently learned this too, is that we share a common DNA ancestor with apes. Not that we are descendants of, we evolved from. So there is a clarification there. But yes, that shit is factual. Stop saying like we need to be, they always use that. They always use that. It makes me mad. You can say they're from monkeys? Bitch, nobody said monkeys. No one said monkeys. Apes are not monkeys. They're two different animals. And that you don't even know that is why I'm frustrated we're having this argument. (laughs) And it's not even an argument. I don't need to convince you of nothing. You want me to convince you of something. And that's, that's truly a frustrating place to be in. But since we were on the topic of ancient civilizations and non-african ancient civilizations i'm like well let's just look into some fucking african ancient civilizations because hey they were out there it's not to say 
we we don't need to take credit and that's what i mean when i uh made arguments around cleopatra was that we don't need to take credit for people that don't belong to us but to western society we can go ahead and just take credit for the ones that we can take credit for we we have a place in history it's just not acknowledged (laughs) because it's not properly investigated because everyone who went looking for our historic past in the beginning when this was starting to be a thing you know and i don't mean in the beginning i mean in modern times uh they went into it with a a skewed idea of their own place in the dominant hierarchy in the world so you have to take that into account so no one was interested in discovering if black societies had any agency or hierarchy or or uh what's the word i'm looking for empire to recognized in the as as powerful as any western empire and the answer is of course <laughs> Why do you think they scrambled to rape Africa? I did do a video on some of these, but I think if we're talking about the oldest, we're going to talk about the kingdom of Axum or Axum. Sounds the same to me but they are spelled differently. <laughs> also known as the uh, Akasumite Empire. It was a trading nation in the area of northern Ethiopia and Eritrea that existed from approximately 100 to 940 CE. It grew from the Proto-Aksumite Iron Age period around the 4th century BCE to achieve prominence by the 1st century CE and was a major agent in the commercial route between the roman empire and ancient india the axumite rulers facilitated trade by minting their own axumite currency axum was previously thought to have been founded by sabians an ancient people speaking an old south arabian language who lived in what is today yemen in the southwest of the arabian peninsula However, most scholars now agree that prior to the arrival of Sabians, an African settlement by the Aga or Agal, or I could say that so wrong in so many different ways, people and other Ethiopian groups had already existed in the territory. So they thought they came from more of the Arabian side, but it is confirmed that this is the, this is true black African, which is why Ethiopia is considered the birthplace of civilization in Africa. A Sabian influence is now thought to have been minor, limited to a few localities, localities, and disappearing after a few decades or a century, perhaps representing a trading or military colony. The Axumite Empire at its height extended across most of present-day Eritrea, northern Ethiopia, western Yemen, southern saudi arabia and sudan the city capital of the empire was axum 
where they built a long stick. <laughs> Today, a smaller community, the city of Axum was once a bustling metropolis and cultural and economic center. By the reign of Indubis in the late third century, the empire had begun minting its own currency. It converted to Christianity in 325 or 328 under King Azana and was the first state ever to use the image of the cross on its coins. The kingdom used the name Ethiopia as early as the fourth century. This is also where in the Bible there is the uh, story of um, oh, King Solomon and uh Queen of Sheba is supposed to be from Ethiopia. By 350, Axum conquered the kingdom of Cush. Around 520, King Caleb sent an expedition to Yemen against the Jewish Himarite, King Dunawas, who was persecuting the Christian slash Askemite, uh, I'm going to say that wrong 20 million times, in this kingdom. After several years of military and political struggles, Yemen fell under the rule of Axumite General Abria, who continued to promote the Christian faith under uh, until his death, not long after which Yemen was conquered by the Persians. According to the Monroe, hey, these wars may have been Aksum's swan song as a great power, with an overall weakening of Aksumite authority and overexpenditure in money and manpower. It is also possible that Ethiopia was affected by the plague of Justinian around this time, a disease thought to be the first recorded instance of bubonic plague. The Aksumite Empire is notable for a number of achievements, such as its own alphabet, the Giez alphabet, which was eventually modified to include vowels. Furthermore, in the early times of the empire, giant obelisks or sticks to mark emperors and nobles, tombs, underground grave chambers were constructed, and most famous was the obelisk or obelisk of Axum. Under Emperor Azana, Axum adopted Christianity in place of its former polyistic and Judaic religions. This gave rise to the present-day Ethiopian Orthodox Tuahero Church, only granted autonomy from the Coptic Church in 1953, and Etrian Orthodox Tawara Church granted autonomy from the Ethiopian Orthodox Church in 1993. Since the schism uh, with Orthodoxy following the Council of Chiseldon in 451, it has been an important uh, Mia Fawcett church. Its scriptures in liturgy continue to be in Gaz. Uh, liturgy. The Asimite Empire ended with the last king, Dil Naud, who was defeated by his former general, Mara Takla Hamanat who founded the Agua or the Aga Zagwi dynasty. They really work in me with these pronunciations today. <laughs> There's also the Swahili and the Swahili coast. Y'all heard of them? The original uh, inhabitants of the Swahili coast were Bantu speaking people, Africans. This is my peoples who migrated east from the continent's interior. They eventually spread up and down the coast, trading with each other, with the people of the interior, and eventually people from other continents. They also uh, populated Madagascar. 
the Swahili coast appears to have conquered and populated. To have reached Zenith during the medieval period. Yeah, medieval period from around the 11th to the 15th centuries. During that time, the Swahili coast comprised numerous city states that traded across the Indian Ocean. The city states were independent sultanates, although they shared a common language, Swahili and religion, Islam. They traded across the Indian Ocean for items such as pottery, silks, and glassware. Do you see the difference between why one considers themselves older versus the other every time? And the connection to Western civilization, Western Christian, Islam, Eastern. So, of course, we go first civilization. That goes to Axum. But you look a little further and a little deeper. There's someone else. But, oh, they're not part of the Western uh, culturalization. So, they don't count. Uh, they traded across the Indian Ocean for items such as pottery, silks, and glassware. Collectively, the city-states are often referred to as stone towns because many buildings were constructed using stone coral blocks held together with mortar. One of the large, larger structures whose ruins remain today is a stone mosque in the city of Kilwa. In medieval times, Kilwa was one of the most important trading centers on the East African coast. Its ruins today include a large stone mosque and the Great Palace, which was at the time the largest stone building in Africa, south of the Sahara Desert. The grounds of the Great Palace occupied a large area and included a swimming pool and around 100 rooms. Today, the ruins of Kilwa include more recent structures, including a Portuguese prison fort. On another island just to the south is another site called Sango Manara, founded by the Sultanate of Kilwa. No one knows why the people of Kilwa built Sango Manara, but it appears to have been built following an urban plan with clean lines and ornamentation made from coral stone. Perhaps one of the most spectacular sights along the Swahili coast during the medieval period would have been the arrival of ships of Chinese Admiral Zhang He. During the Ming Dynasty, Emperor Yongle reigned circa 1403, to 1424 CE sent Zhang on seven diplomatic expeditions. The expeditions included great fleets of hundreds of warships and cargo ships for carrying trade and tribute, crewed by thousands of men. On his later voyages, Zhang He visited the Swahili coast, stopping at Mombasa and Malindi, both in modern-day Kenya, and Mogadishu in modern-day Somalia. In response to one of the expeditions, the Sultan of Malindi sent the Chinese emperor a giraffe and other creatures, which the Chinese considered exotic, as gifts. However, the Chinese did not maintain a permanent presence in East Africa. The voyages of Zheng He ended with his death and the death of the emperor. But there are records of his impressions, which if you listen to Voices of the Past on YouTube, he sometimes reads directly from these encounters people had with each other, which is a very fascinating because we never get to see the people. It's always the empires, uh, the kings, the queens, but never what the people below them ever thought. So I really love that channel for bringing uh, personality, uh, good, bad, and whatever to the peoples that lived during these times. Let's talk a little bit about the Bantu people. 
Uh, the Bantu are a non-Somali ethnic minority that has historically been marginalized within Somalia. Some trace their lineage to pre-Somali local tribes, while others are the descendants of slaves brought to Somalia by Arab slave traders to work in Somali homes. As ethnic outsiders, only some Bantu are affiliated with Somali clan lineages, typically as clan clients. Bantu are affiliated with Somali clan lineages, typically as clan clients. I think I already just said that and repeated it. While most Bantu are Muslim, a small percentage follow traditional African religion or Christianity. The name Bantu was given by foreign aid workers at the inception of the 1991 civil war. Locally, Bantu peoples are given derogatory names referring to their dark skin and thick curls. Jireh, or hard kinky hair, and Adun, slave. The notion that they comprise a uniform ethnic minority, despite considerable geographic, historical, linguistic, and other differences, is a result of foreign intervention and the need to classify and understand the people of Somalia. During the colonial period, some Bantu saw greater rights as laws changed to accommodate new concepts of citizenship, and missionary schools brought a education to rural Bantu communities. However, under the Italians, Bantu land was expropriated I can't say that word to supply a growing network of southern plantations upon which Bantus were forced to labor despite these hardships Bantus feared their further marginalization in an independent Somali and did not support the Somali Youth League which itself barred membership from non-Somali minorities state-led farmland expropriation I hate that word. Expropriation continued under the Siad Barre regime under or during the 1970s and 1980s. Bantu villages were badly looted by government forces during the Civil War, and refugees received little locally distributed aid on account of the lower social status. They continued to face institutionalized systematic or systematic discrimination and con contemporary Somalia yeah I did a lot of fucking up on that last part my apologies but I think that's officially because my mouth is tired (laughs) so I'm going to leave it there um I thought all those facts were interesting particularly me coming from Bantu uh DNA that there is an account of a hierarchy in society when you come to uh, the Swahili peoples, the ones that that made that society, and then you have the the lower aspect of the same group of people then being enslaved and considering, you know, my ancestors definitely were sent to the u.s via slave through the atlantic slave trade uh i i think that that is a very complex understanding right of where you come from and i think that those are the things that are truly worth uh meditating on a lot longer than who was the who gets the crown for the otis civilization because 
all of those have complex stories and some of them aren't still around to be able to explore. And I do take a certain pride in the fact that my story is still here to be told. Uh, whereas some of these civilizations, unfortunately, are not. Um, they, they lost part of their original culture and it's uh, been incorporated in a more Western idea of superiority that makes sense if you have any topics you want me to explore or have any thoughts opinions or uh just want to 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 to, to, to tell me i'm wrong go ahead blackercouch at gmail.com my social media will be below like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic Hustling, 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 hustling